Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Join the conversation anytime, 402-342-1290. You can also find us on Facebook. Just look up America's Healthcare Challenge and also on Twitter. Uh, and our SoundCloud page has over 300 different segments. Did you know we had over 300 segments of healthcare policy goodness? Absolutely. I yes. heard that. I'm I heard sure. that number last week. Right. Yeah, we broke the 300 numbers, so 300 different segments uh, of stuff. And um, if you, if you want a, basically a free master's in uh, Obamacare, that's probably the place to go. Absolutely. Yes. So great. you check out our SoundCloud page under Edie Bellis. And welcoming back into the program, uh, Aaron Morrow, president of Wellness Innovations. Thanks again for uh, sticking around. Uh, let's talk about the Cadillac tax a, a little bit and, and how wellness is going to be a, a part of that. So the, ta- the Cadillac tax, that's another thing I think that employers are, uh, they're, they're very leery of. They don't understand it. They don't understand what that's going to mean for them um, as, it, as that tax takes effect on January 1st, 2018. Um, but I think the important thing for employers to know is that that tax is going to be ever-changing, and it is not going to be in its same form as it is today um, come that effective date in, in 2018. Cadillac tax was originally um, put in place to um, to increase revenue to you know take care of, of some of these uh, costs you know attributable to um, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare. And it was originally instituted to put a excise tax on high-cost programs. And I think what we've seen the last couple of years with just the, the, the surgence of, of premiums and, and premiums rising, just because you have a high-cost program does not mean you have a high-quality program. And, and I think that that's what we're seeing now. So um, the, the tax on it is, is 40% over and above. Uh, I can't remember the actual numbers. I think it's like 10500 10, yeah. for Yeah, 500 for a, a single plan. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at $15,000 um, for, you know, a, a single plan that is, is probably not a high-quality program. And so it's, just, it's, it's not going to fly as that excise tax comes closer to taking effect. I think we're going to see a lot of changes. And that's also something that both Republicans and Democrats are agreeing on, that, that that needs to change. So I think that's something, if you're an employer, you know, keep that in mind. Make sure you have consultants that are on top of that law and how it's changing but don't put you know too much stock into it right now. Hey, do you know any good consultants that might uh, <laughs> do that? I, I've heard uh, one out of Omaha, Ed Bellis. I heard they're pretty yeah. good. So did I. They're, they <laughs> might be the best in town. Hey, thanks for that, Pump Up. Um, they might not be the best in town, but they probably the are the best in the country. Yeah. yeah. Oh, online at uh, edbellisinc.com. That's my shameless plug <laughs> for the week. Let's talk a little nutrition, Aaron. I and um. Well, first of all, like, remember we talked, I was thinking about, I'm, I'm still in, I'm going to do this, like, uh, crazy detox. I, I talked to your okay. friend about that. You know, I, I'm, I don't quite have the courage to do that yet, but um, one of the things is you sent me this uh, great document just about, uh, it had all these uh, different things. So let's talk about nutrition, because uh, a lot of it really is uh, what you put in yourself, right? 
Exactly. And just, you know, kind of going back to the whole entire customization of things, everybody's body has different needs. It all all works differently. Um, We have different things in our life that makes, you know, how we put food into our body and the timing of it and everything affect our body differently. So I think the important thing to think of when you're when you're looking at a nutrition program is just to really find out how your body works and what makes it tick and what works best for you. And I think one of the really great ways to be able to do that is to just kind of start with a clean slate and to do a, a, a good detox program. Um, and that way what you're, you're doing is you're just kind of resetting your whole entire body. You're giving your organs all a, a, a much-needed break, and you're rebalancing your pH. And so you're able at that point, to, after you come out of the detox diet, to reintroduce different foods and food groups and, and timings of foods and different ways that you eat. Um, you know, throughout the day, just to see what works the best for you, because you kind of, you know, hit that reset button. So you're now able to, you know, pinpoint certain things. And I'm not a big fan of this. When we say detox diets, it's kind of a loaded, uh, a loaded phrase. Um, I'm not a big fan of just, you know, completely fasting or going off food or, you know, doing the cayenne pepper and, and, and juice stuff. So I, I think a good detox diet just takes, um, heavily alkaline foods, so a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, um, not so heavy on the meat. If you do eat meat, um, you know, do fish instead. Um, cutting out dairy and, and cheese, you know, replacing it with, um, you know, coconut milks and um, just, you know, things like that. Um, just really, really clean eating for a period of, you know, three weeks. Seeing how your body reacts. Um, everybody's re- body reacts differently, but at the end of the program, you're, you're going to feel great on it. Um, that reset button is going to completely recharge your batteries. You're going to have a really high energetic feeling. Your skin typically looks better. You just you feel better overall. And at that point, that's when you can kind of see how to implement a more normal eating regimen. So once you start eating other things after you go through it, like your, your body kind of just reacts differently and you, you kind of know maybe I shouldn't, maybe that's not the best thing for me, kind of like that? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. And people's um, bodies react different when you do a detox diet, you know, such as that. I um, mean, it really kind of depends on how toxic you are or, you know, how your body's going to react to it. A lot of really people bad. have, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have, you know, flu-like symptoms for a few days um, while their body's kind of getting rid of all that crap built up inside of you. Um, oftentimes, you'll see, you know, blotches on your skin. Um, so it's just it's important to not just do the diet, but also to do toxin elimination activities to get that, you know, get once you get those toxins like you know up and and, and moving out of your system. Now you got to get them away from your body so they're not reintroduced. So. Dry brushing is a good way to do that. Um, you know, steaming, so going to, you know, saunas. Hmm. Massage is a great way to do that as well. That stimulates your lymphatic system and gets all that, you know, stuff moving and out. So sweating is a great way to, you know, get all that stuff out and away from your body. And dr- so, drinking a lot of water too, right? It, exactly. So, yeah, that's the big thing. That water is going to help flush all that stuff out. And there are some supplements that you can take. You can do this all naturally um, with just the, the, you know, the food-based program. Um, but there are sub- some supplements that you can take that I think there are, you know, a good fit for certain individuals that help that along a little bit better. So, so um, let's go ahead and change gears just a tad. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about ch- uh, child nutrition. And, uh, uh, you know, we've had lots of different things out there about changing the way children uh, eat uh, obesity, diabetes in, in children. Um, what would you say as far as the, uh, what would you do differently for say the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the lunch programs at our schools? The, 
you know, it's 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 just a, it's a really really tough um, subject to talk about. I, I think that it just it goes back to that healthy life balance is how we have to address our kids. Nutrition is a huge part of that, but you know, so is everything else. And I think people, you know, when we talked a little bit about stress management programs that we put um, our employees through. I think a lot of people do not realize how much stress kids are under. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, their bodies are they're growing, they're changing, um, they're going through some just, you know, tough and, and scary times. They're having, you know, oftentimes problems at school or problems at home, and um, you know, everybody, you know, remembers back to their childhood days and how, you know, kids acted on the playground. And so, there's a lot of stressful things going on in, in children's lives, and I think that we need to address that as well. And then as well as the, the fitness component and, and the medical component. So all of it needs to come together. Unfortunately, I'm not real familiar with all of the lunch school programs. I know that, you know, that we're trying to introduce more fruits and vegetables into, into their daily lunch. I know a lot of the places it's not working because mm-hmm. it's not quality food um, and the kids just, they aren't buying into it anyway. So um, it, it's just, it's a tough one. I mean, there's no, there's no right answer right now, except for I think that just parents need to get their kids involved as a family unit and to address the whole entire work life, or I'm sorry, just, you know, life, healthy life balance um, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, good point on the, the lunches. I mean, I know that they're trying to shift it in a certain direction. So I just remember my favorite lunch was um, corn dogs and nachos with the nacho cheese that came in a can. I mean, that can't be <laughs> good for you, but uh, it's something that we need to address. And I think she made a great point about, um, you know, it has to, to start at the, the family level. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, finally, about um, some of the access to uh, nutrition and, and wellness, essentially, in rural and un- underserved areas. One of the things that I did uh, during my research was um, go through different parts of the community here and find a, if they had actually um, went and looked for the... I actually went to the World Health Organization website and picked the 10 most healthy foods and then went to all these different neighborhoods to see if they actually had those there. Most of them did not. Uh, in particular in, in areas that were would you be considered rural or urban underserved. So um, how important uh, is that, and what do you think we can do, Aaron, uh, to kind of just shift that and, and, and help people, um, you know, understand and get access to, uh, you know, more nutrition and healthier lifestyles? It, I mean, it starts with education, and there's a lot of things that, that we can do to help families um, learn how to feed their, their children and their, and their families better. It, it, it's not always hard with kids. Um, you know, I, I have I have a two year old and a five year old, so getting them to eat healthy all the time, it's just it's it's nearly impossible. Um, you just you, you have busy lifestyles and you, you give in and you give them something that's quick and easy or something that they like. Um, so it's it's not always easy. Um, and then you know you have fast foods on the corners and and you know a lot of parents are turning to that. So I think it's just it's about education and and, and teaching them about balance. You know, it's okay to give the kids the treats sometimes. Um, they don't need to be on these hardcore nutrition programs because you know they they are kids. And um, we also need to I I believe the big thing that we need to start teaching, especially the rural and the underdeveloped urban areas, is about sustainability. There are a lot of cool resources and products now that are enabling those areas to grow. To grow vegetables, um, even in the urban areas, um, LED lights now are, are getting big. They're a cost-effective way to grow vegetables inside, and so I think we're going to start seeing a lot of a lot more of those popping up in the urban areas, um, rural areas. It's a lot easier to you know grow your own food and, and to do that. So, but it's you know a lot of people don't have that education or understanding on how to do that. So I think that's going to be a big component um, of of how we teach our kids 
to eat um, in the future and you know, the sustainability around that. Right on. Where, where can people find more about uh, your, your company? Um, our website is launch, L-A-U-N-C-H-W-I.com. You can find out more about Wellness Innovations on our website. Thanks so much for joining us here on the program, Aaron. Hope you come back again. Okay, thanks, Sean. All right, Have talk to you weekend. later. All you right. too. Bye-bye. That was Aaron Morrow, president of Wellness Innovations. Uh, we're going to take a time out and then uh, look at uh, rural health care with uh, our guest co-host extraordinaire, Alan Hager. I am Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. I'll be right back. Thank you.